Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hi, folks. It's Rena Jadhav here, and today... We are talking about the amazing book, The Cancer Revolution. It's a book masterclass, and we have inspiring, brilliant Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally with us today. Um, hi, Dr. Lee. Welcome. Hi, Rena. So great to see you. So you wrote the book. It's called A Groundbreaking Program to Reverse and Prevent Cancer. Tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book first. Well, I wrote the book for mainly, I'll be honest, personal and professional reasons. Personally, I'm totally interested in how the world does not get cancer. And my whole life has been dedicated because I was born in the 50s and my mother took a drug that caused cancer in both male and female offspring. So I was told at 16 years later, 16 years old by my parents who received a letter that that drug particularly caused cancer in male and female offspring. So I started going to MD Anderson when I was 16 years of age. And so you can imagine the, the absolutely scary, daunting experience going to a cancer institution with the maze of halls and, and, and actually the, all the people that are in your exam room because it's a teaching institution. Mm-hmm. You have an entire teaching group that's trying to learn from you and on you. And that was 16. I'm now over 60 years old. And um, I have had to live my whole life on how not to get cancer uh, because I started getting cancer evaluations since I was 16. And so I did my uh, thesis in, at UT School of Public Health on DES and the ram- physical, mental, emotional ramifications of that. And so my whole life has been dedicated to how not to use drugs on patients, to turn on the inner doctor within, and how to treat the body without medications and without drugs. And of course, my number one goal for me is to live the best, most optimal health possible. And so I've learned everything about the human mind and body. Fortunately, I was able to go to medical school and training to learn how the body works. So in medical school, you learn anatomy and pathology and pharmacology and all that good stuff. And then in training, you learn how to take care of very, very sick people. So it's excellent. But when the real life comes, you want to teach people how to live optimal, healthy lives. Mm -hmm. And you want to teach them how to not need a doctor. You want to teach them how to avoid an emergency room and how to avoid hospital stays. And so that's kind of been my whole mission my whole life. And um, I want the world to know what I know since I went to school and I've lived a challenged existence. I didn't just learn this by going to medical school. I learned it by applying all of this to my own personal living experiment and to the 43 patients I've seen for the past 33 years. So a lot of people say, okay, like, you know, where did you go to school? Having a medical degree does not teach you how to take care of patients day in and day out. And so fortunately, I was able to have the passion to go and take all these courses, whether they were herbs, whether it was, um, you know, not lifestyle treatments, whether it was energy treatments, all different. So many things came upon my path and, is, and it's still 
a, a, a path, a journey that hasn't stopped. And I'm constantly learning. But my goal with each patient is to create order and balance in the human being so the patient lives the best life possible today. I love it. So let's get started. Chapter one, what cancer, what it is, what causes it, and how to fight it. Tell us a little bit about the chapter. Okay. So first of all, people need to understand that over 1,600 people die a day of cancer. One in two men are having cancer today and 41% of females. And a lot of people may think they're eating right and maybe they think they're, they're doing everything perfect in their life. And so that they probably like, how could I have cancer because I'm doing everything perfectly? Well, that's very possible in today's world. And, and cancer rates, you know, 100 years ago were very, very, very low. Now they're very, very high. And it's a pandemic all over the world. And so how does really cancer start? Well, cancer starts with one already crazy out of control cell. And what happens is the mitochondria, which are the powerhouse engines of your cell, they get bombarded with a chemical, a toxin, a stress, um, a, a nutritional deficiency. And I tell people it's like the perfect storm. And that, they, that one cell turns into a bad copy, okay? And they evade the process of something called apoptosis, which is programmed cancer cell death. All of us have cancer cells in us every single day. It's just when there's a tipping point where the immune system gets overwhelmed and cannot handle the onslaught of interference and challenges on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis. And today, we have lots of those, which we'll talk about later. But that one cell turns completely, you know, awry in a cancer cell, and then it starts to self-replicate. So from one cancer cell to tumor formation actually takes 10 years. So, so, but the cell works in a complete whole body system, okay? So a lot of people try to isolate body parts, but every cell is connected to one another in its whole being. And so why do, why do we even get cancer to begin with is our physiology isn't right. We have low oxygen because people forget how to breathe. We have more toxins than ever, so we have low oxygen. And people eat sugar as their main source of fuel on a daily basis. So cancer is a low oxygen, acidic, because everybody's stressed, sugary environment, which I would say a lot of people live in that existence on a regular basis, Rena. So we got to really teach people how to live now. And because the World Health Organization publishes that cancer is a eating and lifestyle disease, okay? And that 80 to 90% of cases can be just turned around with eating and lifestyle. Well, lifestyle is an all-encompassing term of how do you live every day? How, much, how many hours do you sleep? What kind of water do you drink? What do you eat? How do you think? What are your external stresses? What are the toxins that you have in your body? And so it is an all-encompassing process. It's not just a simple little, okay, uh, one little thing we, we just do. No, we have to do the entire process, and people have to understand. We have to honor and respect the human mind and body and follow the rules of the human mind and body. And so we've lost touch with that because health is not esteemed, Rena, 
health is not talked about like you and I are talking about it. We want people to know about it. We want people to attain it. And that's why we're doing this. And it's totally possible. We can turn our entire society around if we all try to try to embody and embrace this perfect way of, not perfect, but optimal way of living. There's no such thing as perfection. Now you mentioned that conventional medicine is not enough and that the conventional wisdom is not enough. So talk a little bit about that. Why is conventional medicine not enough? Right. Well, conventional medicine, if people really realized, it's only started probably about 1950, more or less. So about seven, now we're going on 70 years. Okay. So we already know Nixon declared war on cancer back in 1970, and the survival rates for cancer are exactly the same in 1970 as they are in 2019. So we, know, we need to look at the paradigm. The paradigm is surgery, chemo, radiation. But how could surgery get rid of a lump that's been growing there for 10 years? We must change the inner terrain of the body. Mm-hmm. If we do chemotherapy, chemotherapy damages the body. So what is the doctor doing to protect and enhance and support the body? Nothing. They don't do anything. They serve sugar in the chemotherapy infusion rooms. And then radiation is a carcinogen in and of itself. So we, we must get away from surgery, chemo, and radiation being the only end-all thing what the patient has to, that the doctor has to do and the patient has to endure. But we have to understand why, where, when, and how this 10-year process happens. So when, you, when, we get, when I get a patient, I tell them, you may need surgery, you may need chemo, you may need radiation. We're going to figure that out. I will tell you today that a lot of patients are avoiding all three of those things <laughs> because they want that. And they see, now we've learned, we've learned that what surgery, chemo, and radiation does. We've learned now what that does. So even if you have a biopsy, you should be preparing your mind and body before the biopsy, Okay. If you are doing surgery, you must prepare the mind and body. If you're doing chemo, you must prepare the mind and body. But more importantly, what is going on in your life? Is your body capable of healing itself? That's what we need to be asking. And let me give the listeners an example. Let's say patients have had a neck cancer and they have it. They know that the biopsy said it's related to HPV, which is an over 40% of it had neck cancers. So if we do surgery and we do chemo and we do radiation, the HPV will not go away. Of course. What's going to happen to the cancer? The cancer is going to come back in a month, three months or six months. Okay. And then how do you do more surgery and more chemo and more radiation on, on what you already did? You can't. Okay. The body can't do it. The body didn't handle. And once you do radiation, I tell people it's an irreversible process. You never go do radiation on top of radiation. Most people don't realize that. Radiation is irreversible. Once you've done radiation on a breast or your neck, you've already done what you can do there. All right. So, but it also changes the architectural facets of the cell radiation does and radiation affects the whole body. But let's say, for example, if I do blood work on someone and they're high sugar, how are they going to heal? (laughs) If they have inflammation, which mostly all cancer patients have, how are they going to heal? If they have vitamin D deficiency, how are they going to heal? If they have low thyroid, then they won't heal. So 
I have to make sure the foundation, the matrix of the body is working. So what does that mean? Well, it's the trillions of cells that you have. Now, what are your electrolytes look like? What does your liver look like? What does your kidney look like? Like, for example, if you have fatty liver, are you going to heal? No, you can't heal because the liver cannot remove toxins. What co- toxins cause medical problems? Mm-hmm. So, so we've got to make sure, like I had a patient come in with a neuroendocrine tumor, and I said, well, you have fatty liver, so this cancer can't go away with a fatty, tube, fatty liver. In fact, fatty liver is the number one cause of liver transplantation, Rena. now, today. I, I actually think it's one of those secret hidden diseases that is far more prevalent than we realize. It's 50% of the population, Rena. now. New wow. paper just came out. There's no drug for the HPV, but there's natural things for the HPV. Mm-hmm. There's no drug for fatty liver, So, but there are natural ways you can completely fix fatty liver, completely fix it without drugs by teaching the patients how to eat, teaching the patients how to fast, maybe some homeopathics, maybe some liver uh, supplements, organ sup- liver organ supplements, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, you can completely get rid of fatty liver. Mm-hmm. But if the doctors, unfortunately, the doctors have just learned how to make a diagnosis and give a drug. But we already know now that the third leading cause of death in this country is the properly prescribed use of medicines and errors. So that means we need to shy away from those and create, like I said, turn on the inner doctor within that can heal ourselves, which is totally possible, okay? You know about patients who have radical remission, Mm-hmm. And you, have, you know about patients who have miraculous cures by themselves by just what they do themselves. Mm-hmm. So it is all possible. Mm-hmm. So we've got to, we have to all change the thinking. One, the doctors have to change their thinking and they need to be open to what could possibly heal a patient and not argue about it and not, not make the patient feel bad that they're full of, you know what, or um, make them feel like the, the, the patient does no say in their care. The patient needs to have say in their care. And if they don't feel comfortable, it's not going to work anyway. Absolutely. Because of, because of the nocebo effect. So, so the doctors just, science is changing by the second, Rena. By the second. When I have a stage four cancer patient, I need to find things today, right now. I don't have time for a clinical trial, Rena. I've got to do things that won't injure and there's no side effects to the patient there's, and there's no downside. So why wouldn't we try that? Why Absolutely. wouldn't we? Absolutely. And right now I know that all of my patients that have gone to see doctors, not one doctor has entertained their patient on changing their eating and or their lifestyle. Not one patient. That's why we're doing this. That's why you've written a book that everybody needs to read. And we're doing this masterclass for those who are not the biggest fans of reading books, but they'll watch a video. This is exactly why we're doing this. Chapter two, how to detect cancer before it wreaks havoc. Tell us a little bit of the essence of that chapter. Okay. So we can detect cancer very, very early. So one thing, if a doctor just does the the regular blood test, and you've got to have a doctor who understands functional integrative biological medicine which is the future, it's going, it's here to stay. His patients now, we now know we're in a cataclysmic time of illness in children and adults, and that is serious. 50% of our 
over 50% of our children are ill and all the adults are, there might be alive, but they're disabled alive. That's not living. No. So cancer can be prevented today, right now. And you can have screening that does. One big thing is you can do a CRP, which is the C-reactive protein, which is the nonspecific marker for inflammation. You can check your hemoglobin A1C, which is a reflection of your blood sugar over 90 days, and then vitamin D levels. So just those three parameters indicate very significant things in your body. So if you have high, if you have inflammation, that means some organ or gland in your body is inflamed and you need to get that inflammation extinguished from your body because inflammation is the precursor to all diseases. So any doctor, any person can order these blood tests. These are not esoteric, sophisticated blood tests. Now, obviously, there's something that I use here is called the liquid biopsy. The liquid biopsy I use is a blood test called um, that's done by RGCC, which is the laboratory in Greece. You take the blood and you see if you have circulating tumor cells. If something is growing inside of you, one to two millimeters, one to two millimeters then the circulating tumor cells can already be released into the <laughs> circulation. So you don't have to have a lump or bump to have circulating tumor cells. All you need is a liquid biopsy. And in seven to 10 days, we get the blood test back. And then we can actually figure out which organ it's related to also by, by ordering that specific test. So we already have very efficient ways and inexpensive ways to do a liquid biopsy. Now, there is another blood test called the cancer profile. The cancer profile checks quantitative HCG, which is the mar marker of ma um, malignancy marker. And in that same profile, it checks thyroid, adrenals, very sensitive liver testing, CEA, which is a nonspecific marker for cancer, and then one other test called PHI, which indicates low oxygen in your body. So that also tests, I've been doing that test for probably 15 years. So the other test that I do is called the bioimmune survey. I've been doing it for 22 years, so I know how accurate it is. It's probably 99% plus accurate. You have acupuncture, yes, acupuncture points on your fingers and toes that correspond to every organ in your body. And this has been around for thousands, thousands of years. So we already know that, yes, you're a walking, talking 3D person, but what makes you work and tick is the energy of your body. When there is no energy, you're dead. That's how they determine death is no energy, right? So you have these acupuncture points, and I tell people they're like points that have wires to the innards of your body, and they tell me what organs and glands that are in balance and what's not in balance, and it will tell me what I, what I need to do to put it into balance. And so we can tell in a timeline, I call it the cancer cascade, from one cancer cell to tumor formation is 10 years. So it tells me if something is brewing, simmering, and fermenting. And I tell people the true cure for cancer is prevention, yes, which yes. we know how to do today. But doctors don't know the algorithm that we have in our office that I teach it. It's not that I don't teach it. I teach it all over the world. And we can get doctors to start doing it now, but they've got to take ownership and of their job and say, look, this is my mission. I've got to get people healthy and learn these really good algorithms to 
prevent patients having cancer, just like I, just whether it's heart disease or cancer, which are the top two killers uh, besides medicines and doctors. So those are ways. Now, can you do scans? Yes, you can do PET scans. Yes, you can do thermograms. Yes, you can do ultrasound. Yes, you should employ all those. Now, I do thermograms for breast imaging. A lot of women do not like the radiation of a mammogram, so I will do a breast, ultra, I mean, a breast ultrasound and thermogram. A thermogram is a physiological vascular image of your breast, so it will tell me years before it's cancer is, is trying to happen in the breast. So if you do mammograms regularly, you increase your risk of cancer because the radiation. Um, and now we know that. And, and, and the Cochrane Collaboration Group, which is the highest literary um, standard for medical, said that, you know, wrote that if we do re continue to do mammograms as scheduled, we dramatically increase our, our cancer risk, probably about 25%. So I tell patients we need to schedule these all at different times, but over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So, so there's all these things are available immediately today, and everyone should be interested in prevention, and they should want to know and not be fearful of knowing because we can change things early. Once you've been diagnosed, it's going to be a lot more work. Tell us a little bit about the symptoms that someone might be able to experience and be able to identify that there could be cause for concern and they really should come to you or someone else and start getting tested. Right. Well, I tell people that you can have no symptoms mm -hmm. and have cancer or any symptom. It could be a cough. It could be abdominal pain. It can be bleeding. It can be abnormal bowel movements, abnormal urination. I tell people your body is constantly talking to you. Listen to it and make sure, go to, go to a doctor who's going to partner with you to get down to the bottom of it and do the necessary research and investigation to make sure they can help you. And if you're not better, like for example, I, one of my patients came in and she, went to, she had back pain. So she went to an orthopedist guy and then she went to a chiropractor and over the past four months, she was getting treatment by the orthopedist and the chiropractor. Well, what happened is it's her cancer coming back and has nothing back. So that's why you have to make sure that the patient doesn't have cancer. That's what, that's what every doctor's job should do is to make sure the patient doesn't have cancer. But again, they will look at simple little blood tests, Rena, and tell you you're fine. Mm -hmm. I'm in my book, I describe, and you can bring that into any doctor's office and do the testing. All of this testing is available and utilizable right now today. All right, let's talk about chapter three, which is all about groundbreaking cancer treatments. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's so many great, wonderful things. There's actually some great old things that have been around for a long time. Uh, but the first and foremost thing, when I see a patient, I make sure that their blood chemistries, their vitamin levels, nutrient levels are all perfect. If you do not have the nutrition that you need, your biochemistry of the body will not work for you and your mitochondria won't work. So I do that first and foremost. Then once I know that all of that's fixed, then I will decide on patient's treatments. So the treatments that we do here are numerous. Um, 
One of them, uh, I may do sound treatment. Sound treatment reverses the polarity of the cancer cell. Now, if you just Google sound treatment for cancer, you will find so many different entrances that you will get in a whole nother world. So it's, 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 it's wonderful. Then I do hyperbaric oxygen. We know that, like we mentioned earlier, low oxygen is causing cancer. And because of we, our cells need oxygen, Otto, Dr. Otto Warburg won a Nobel Prize that cancer cells are in a low oxygen acidic environment. So we've got to really hit these patients with the hammer to get their cells turned on and give them the energy. Oxygen gives you the energy it needs. Then we have post-electromagnetic field. PMF raises the energy vibration of all the cells of the body. When you have a cancer, your cells are resonating at a very, very low energy. So a lot of our patients are doing that one to five times a week. Then we do something called intravenous ozone, where we put, uh, we take some of your blood out, we mix it with ozone and put it back in. Ozone has been used literally all over the world, and ozone neutralizes all the chemicals in the system, oxygenates you too, and also neutralizes all the bugs, which are viruses, bacteria, and fungus. So that's why if you had a virus or you have fungus like candida or you have any other kind of infections, ozone is very, very effective in, in bringing the load of that infection right down. Um, now, we do do different treatments, IVs. We have low-dose chemo. So low-dose chemo is good because it only uses 10% of the normal dose. And we add, we use insulin as a Trojan horse to bring the chemo into the cell, sparing your normal cells. And so we only, I will make a caveat here, we only use that when we have patients who have tumor burden and we have to shrink the cancer. So that's the only time that we use that. We don't, we try not to do any chemotherapy, but if patients come in with multiple tumors in their body, we need to do, we will need to do multiple things in their body. So um, then we do uh, IV salicinium. Now salicinium is a vegetable glycome that will turn an anaerobic cell into an aerobic cell. So we will first administer that IV for two to three weeks and then put patients on an oral preparation. So it's actually like kind of like a natural chemo, and but with no downside. Now, the other thing we use is mistletoe. Mistletoe has been around for over 100 years and used all over the world. There's over 2,000 PubMed studies on it, over 43 clinical trials going on right now. And mistletoe gives the patient's sense of well-being, increases their body temperature, decreases metastasis, decreases blood supply to the cancer, So, and it augments the immune system. So I encourage the patients to do that literally probably five days a week because that's what they need because of obviously what's going on and they have such comprehensive problems, so they need all of those parameters addressed. Um, the other thing we've added recently that has really been exciting is something called photodynamic laser therapy. So laser, you know, it's just a wavelength. So we have these new wavelengths that we do intravenous, intravenous, which means inside the vein, and we change the, the energy of the laser every 10 minutes so it, you get a different vibratory frequency to help resuscitate the mitochondria of the cell. 
And now what we've done is now in women who have breast cancer, we put a needle into the cancer with light and dissolve the tumor. Wow. So that's the new treatment, but there's no downside. There's no surgery. There's no spread of the cancer cell. And it is absolutely like breathtaking. And so that is a new therapy brought to the United States. The Germans um, started doing it a long time ago. Dr. Weber, uh, anyone can look it up online. And um, it's, they now will have their first international conference here this year in February. And so people are going to be learning more about light therapy, but light therapy is going to be the future of, uh, of really of medicine for a lot of different things. So they're using it for skin now. Now they have the red light therapy beds. I think you've, have you seen those? I don't know if you've seen those. So uh, we have one and, and our, our bed has 10,000 lights. So most people have a lot less lights. Uh, and so light therapy is going because all of our cells emanate and resonate with light. So light awakens and gives the cell the energy it needs. And it also energizes the mitochondria like we need it. So we have uh, so many amazing treatments here that we've luckily had the fortunate um, uh, experience of having this available to our patients. And we have such a very eager staff. Our staff, is, yeah, our staff is so passionate about changing the world every day. And so um, patients, I tell people, the vision here is unlimited. And so I always tell people, whatever we have to do, we are going to find a way to do it. So, and I will tell you also, things are changing literally every week and every month. Another thing that we've been doing for five and a half years um, is called SOT. SOT is supportive oligonucleotide therapy. And what that is, is it takes the circulating tumor cells, they reverse engineer a new messenger RNA to disrupt the DNA of the cancer cell. So that's given back as an IV, and that IV lasts for four and a half months, four and a half to five months. The other thing we've been doing for about a year and a half now is dendritic cell vaccine, which again is being done all over the world. And what that is, you don't do dendritic cell vaccine first. You get rid of the tumor burden. You try to get a low amount of circulating tumor cell. But what it is, you take the patient's blood. They prepare a vaccine that will present the antigen, which, which is any abnormal cell, to the T cells. But the T cells are the key thing in eradicating the cancer. Now you'll hear everything's about the immune system, immune system, immune system. So this is about the immune, your own immune system being turned on and supported and presenting the cancer to the immune cell. The T cells are presenting the antigen to the T, T cells that are the, I call them, they're the presenters. They're the, they're the ones that go and say, no, you're not supposed to be here. So, and that works over one to three years. So there's so many new technologies that we're doing. And fortunately, we have so many patients who are open. They want new things. They don't want 20th century medicine. They want 21st century medicine. And how many of these are covered by insurance at this point? Because I know insurance, again, is also trying to catch up with all the technologies. But to date, 
Yeah, I, well, your op, blood work is blood work scans, office visits, IVs. A lot of those are covered, mm-hmm. uh, but the new treatments, you know, insurance companies are probably fifteen years behind. Mm-hmm. What a shame! Unfortunately, yeah, what a shame. What That's a shame. why I tell people prevention is priceless. It really is. All right, next chapter. Let food be thy medicine. Tell us a little bit about the food that we can take. Okay. To get cancer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, food is the information to turn on and off cells. And food has all the information to take care of us. But we're eating dead, devitalized, demineralized food. And our food is really, it's genetically modified. It's got chemicals in it. It's got heavy metals in it. We don't even know what we're eating today. True. So it's really kind of sad. Yes, it's very sad. So, but we need to focus on uh, shopping at farmer's markets where you know the farmer cares about the end result of their food. You, You find companies that truly, truly care about the integrity of what they are selling. But we need to eat foods that have high vibrational energy, which are fruits and veggies. And we, you know, they say that we're supposed to be eating nine servings of fruits and veggies today. Well, I don't know if even people get one or two in. And so that's why I tell people to get into juicing or get into green powders, something that they can do to get in the necessary, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables that they need to get in. But food is, we, we are a, a biological machine. And the only way our body works is through the information of food, okay? If you were to eat a chemical, you're going to interfere with that biological process. If you are going to be, um, if you're going to eat a Pop-Tart, for example, it's not going to have the necessary information to make that cell work. Last week, they presented in Metabolic Diseases Journal that 10% of the population has the biochemistry to fight disease. Wow. 10%. So, but the, where does this biochemistry, it all comes. So if you look at the Krebs cycle of energy named after Dr. Krebs, it says we need B1, B2, B6, B12, magnesium, manganese, zinc, etc. Well, if we don't have those from the food we eat or supplements, I tell people in today's world, we need supplements. And all of my patients get nutritional testing to see exactly what they need. I tell people, we don't have to guess today. We test and we know that what you need. And the patient can see it on a piece of paper, 3D. Do they have malabsorption? Do they have bugs in their gut? Do they have... Um, do they have toxins? All of this is measurable and really economically measurable. So food, every morsel that you eat needs to matter. All right. Don't think that, oh, I'm just going to pop a bagel. I'm going to pop cereal. I'm going to pop a pop tart. No, everything that you eat needs to count because you're either turning on the cell or you're turning off the cell. And I tell people my cardinal rule as far as eating goes is really get off sugar because sugar is damaging to every, you know, part of your body and immune system is the big one and get off bad carbohydrates. Okay. 
So if you eat tortilla chips all the time, that is not going to be a food that's going to help your system. I'm not saying you're never going to have a tortilla chip, but I'm just saying that if you balance it with so much good stuff, I'll tell you some of the most nutritious foods is sprouting. If you just ate sprouts, let's say, let's say you ate something that's not so good for you, but let's say you ate sprouts, different kinds of sprouts every day. Sprouts are loaded with nutritional value. Um, and then if you do like a green drink, like personally, I do dr- drink 10 ounces of green, fresh green drink every single day. I put vitamin C in there and I do that every single day. So because I do that every day, I'm not watching, okay, what are my other vegetables? Of course, I eat other vegetables because that's just part of my meal plan. But, but for the average patient out there who's not as mindful and as cognizant as me, they, 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 if they've got that green drink, and I tell people, if you can't afford a green drink, you can do a green powder. That's why I developed a green powder so that patients can affordably do this because the green powder is going to provide chlorophyll and bring your body to an alkaline state. If you're acidic, you're low oxygen. Whereas if when you're eating green things, you provide oxygen and you create a more alkaline state. So there are so many eating plans out there. Oh my goodness, there's more at paleo and keto and vegetarian and modified this and modified that. And I tell people, you can drive yourself crazy. Now, I will tell you, the ketogenic diet's been around for a very long time. And I think there's some validity to it, especially like if you have diabetes, we know that the ketogenic is a good eating program for someone who's diabetic because it takes away all the carbs. Now, um, if you have dementia, ketogenic eating problem is pro- a eating program is going to probably be an optimal program, but it's not for everyone. And so, and it also depends upon the cancer. So, if you have a blood cancer, ketogenic is probably not the best eating program for you. So uh, there's macrobiotic. I mean, there's so many eating programs. So I tell people the cardinal rules is start eating live energetic food, which is fruits and vegetables. Get off sugar and get off bad carbohydrates. And don't, don't be eating things in a box. Yeah. You know, don't eat manufactured foods that can sit on a shelf for three years. So we, we've, got to, we've got to make these companies accountable. It's like, you know, smoking was acceptable 50 years ago, but now we know smoking's not acceptable. We don't have 50 years to wait to tell people these things are not acceptable. We have to let the word out and get the word out and tell people that the time is now to get Absolutely. Next chapter, removing toxins to get to health, which is chapter five. How, what toxins and how are we getting rid of them? Okay, so there's toxins in everything we drink, eat, breathe, and put on our skin, and everything, okay? The air is not good, the water's not good, the indoor air pollution is not good, I mean, outdoor air pollution isn't good, you have to buy a water purifier. So I tell people, first of all, take inventory of how you're living. What is your bath water or shower water lot? What is the water you're drinking at home? If you're not in a purified state, uh, water state, then you're, you're, you know, you're drinking pharma toxic water, pharma meaning drug toxic water, period, end of story. And actually parasites and bugs too. 
So you have to you have to invest in a water maker. I tell people you don't have to spend five thousand dollars. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars. Usually, a couple of three hundred dollars gets you a really good water maker system. I have a whole house system because I I want that for when I take a bath or a shower because you're taking in chlorine and all the water and you absorb more through your skin than you do through your mouth. So we have to, we have to, and I mean, we have to invest in our health, unfortunately, because the world around us is not investing in us. So we have to invest in our health. So, so first stop putting toxins in. So whether it's toxic food, toxic creams, like all the creams on your body that you put, especially females, you can find a non-toxic alternative to deodorant, to makeup, to moisturizer, so many affordable non-toxic, but you've got to do the non-toxic, like lead and lipstick. Almost all the lipsticks have lead. I would say 99 plus percent have lead in them. So you can find completely non-toxic alternatives to every single thing that you do, literally every single thing that you do. So, and, and very, very affordable. So I always think what I do every day is I think, how am I living? What am I doing? And, and how is it affecting my health? And so, so like my, I have a water purification system. I have a whole house system. I have, um, I have no toxic treatments. My soap that I use, my toothpaste that I use, all the creams and everything I put on my body don't have toxicity. All right. Now I personally commit to detoxification. So, um, like, I think people should be doing a liver cleanse. So a liver cleanse, you can clean out your liver two ways. You can do a coffee enema or liver flush. The liver flush is in my book. You know, it's an oral liver flush. It takes maybe 24 hours to do. The coffee enema takes about 20 minutes to do. But our liver now, remember we talking about fatty liver. 50% of the population has fatty liver. So now we know everyone's got to clean out their liver. It's not something optional. One of the best things you can do to really cleanse your body up is infrared sauna. Infrared sauna, sweating therapy, again, has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so I tell people it's a great investment. They have portable ones are very inexpensive or go do hot yoga, commit to hot yoga and sweat, 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 sweat. So the more you sweat, the more you cleanse your body. Um, you can do skin brushing, skin brushing, cleanses, you know, you, you just get one of those uh, really nice uh, uh, brushes and you just get, you can, um, you know, brush your skin starting from the feet up and move in the direction of your heart. Um, fasting, fasting, Look, fasting doesn't, people always talk about money as an option, is uh, a problem. Go on a fast. Fasting doesn't cost anything. Drink lots and lots and lots and lots of water when you're on a fast work with a doctor maybe if you think to a lot of my patients I tell them to go fast and they come back and they're a different person literally they are a completely different person because you basically have re re-engineered every cell in your body and then all the organs have gone in repair and your stem cells are at the highest level now possible because you, that's what fasting does and there's a great documentary on the science of fasting but I've known about it ever since I've been practicing medicine because I read a book on fasting and I'm like, okay, this is easy. So if I have anyone with serious medical issues, I tell them I don't have enough potions. Go on a fast and come see me in 30 days because it works and it's very beneficial. There's no downside. 
as long as you're drinking tons of water. The first three days may be a little shaky, as you know, uh, but um, after that, it's very, very easy to do. Now, the other thing you can do is rebounding. Rebounding, um, you just jump on a little trampoline and that gets your lymphatics. Your lymphatics removes garbage from the body. And you do 10 minutes of that a day. I tell people two songs of rebounding and you're, you've gotten your lymphatics all stimulated. So there's, now sometimes I use, you know, potions different, you know, uh, I have to use, like if people have heavy metals, then I'll have to do different kind of chelators, maybe specific binders uh, like clay. Like one of the things I tell people to do is I have them eat clay or go in a clay bath with Epsom salts, baking soda, and clay. I have a, a lot of patients do that. So these are, you know, I tell people today, the new healthcare is self-care and mastering self-care. You're not going to learn how to do all of this overnight unless you're just this very, very, uh, uh, you know, very diligent person who wants to just change everything in a day. But make one change a week and become a master at it. And that's why we created the boot camp with you, the Beat Cancer Boot Camp. So for those of you who are listening to this, please check out the Beat Cancer Boot Camp. It's amazing. You don't have to do this on your own. There is an incredible amount of information that's been translated by Dr. C into an active, live, day-by-day support system-driven boot camp so you can actually execute and make the changes that are needed so you can be cancer-free and your family and your loved ones can be cancer-free. Chapter six, harnessing the power of supplements. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. So I mentioned earlier that only 10% of the population has the necessary metabolic chemistry, which is the necessary vitamins and minerals and nutrients that we need for our body to work. So that means only 10% of the population has that. So that's why it's very, very important that we have the, the, the nutritional biochemistry for all of our cells to work. So there's a couple of things that I tell people that everyone should take. So I personally think you do a green juice or a green powder every day. You do a food-based multi one a day. You do oils. I use vegetarian oils one or two a day and vitamin D 5,000. So those are the top four supplements I would tell any person to do just, and I tell people that's a, they don't cost a lot. But it's an invest, you have to invest in your health to have health today. That's all there is to it. We're living in a world around us that is very challenging and very toxic. And this is just what we have to do. So you may have to forego some other indulgence like a Starbucks or something like that. You're going to have to do these four core supplements. Greens powder or a green juice, a multi-food ba- food base though, vitamin D and oils. Okay, that's like minimum. Now, one of the best things on top of that is high dose vitamin C or any kind of vitamin C every day. So vitamin C, they did a study with smokers and they found out that if the smokers would supplement with their body with a small amount of vitamin C, their reduction in lung cancer was dramatic. So I tell people, if you just do a few things to protect your body every day, Even if you do something bad or break the rules, 
your body just doesn't dilapidate and disintegrate. <laughs> so I take a lot of vitamin C because I'm a big follower of Linus Pauling, who got the Nobel Prize for the chemical bond. And so I used to take only 4,000 a day, but now that I'm older, I increased that to 8,000 because he's, Linus said is he didn't get prostate cancer until he's 94. Vitamin C is the antidote to bugs, to chemicals, and toxicity. So it's even, it's a, it's a chelator also. So if you have heavy metals, it's a chelator. So I think vitamin C in any form or fashion is great to take. Emergency C has fructose in it. So people need to be weary of emergency C. So I use just pure powdered vitamin C. And so if you want to, if you get sick or you want to prevent illness, vitamin C is the way to go. Now, I talk about pancreatic enzymes in my book. So pancreatic enzymes, Professor John Beer did the first experiment and showed how pancreatic enzymes prevented and treated cancer because it strips the coating of the cancer cells so the immune system goes after it. So that's also a very important thing. Now, some people need to take 10 a day. Some people need to take 30 a day. I decide on each person individually. But if you want to just prevent cancer, you could take three to five twice a day. They look, they're really small, so they're not big pills. So they're, they're uh, something that um, you could just take on your own. I know years ago when I learned this, I started taking just a few twice a day on an empty stomach as a preventive. Now, um, the other thing that a supplement that I think is very, has so many different facets is the spice, curry, turmeric, curcumin. Mm -hmm. So the spice is, is, a, is turmeric or curry like they use in the Indian culture. And curcumin is what we, you know, use it today. But curcumin can basically replace 14 different drugs. Everything from an anti-inflammatory to an antioxidant, it's anti-sugar, it's anti-cancer. In head-to-head -head studies with chemotherapy, it says it does the same thing. So, but our society is, you know, behind in all this. So curcumin would also be uh, another supplement that I would recommend as some of my top. Now, I will tell you, I don't tell people to take 20, 30 things. I really, really... I always tell people we must treat the patient with the illness of the illness of the patient because everyone is drastically different. So I don't have like, okay, other than what I be in the very beginning, what I said, the, the couple of things that we absolutely need you, those things everyone should be doing. Okay. Because it's hard for all of us to do perfect lives every day and do it, do it all perfectly. So these other supplements what I put every, I, I will tell you, I put every cancer patient on first visit, vitamin C and pancreatic enzymes. And then I'm doing all their testing to see what else they need. Now, there are many, many, many natural supplements. Everything from mushrooms to resveratrol to artists, I mean, artisanate. There's so many incredible supplements. So again, I always do testing to see what specifically works on each person so again like a lot of doctors a lot of people just go oh take this well not everybody needs the hundred supplements 
So we, and you should not, you should always be fooling cancer, cancer cells. So if you take the same time, same thing all the time, then they get used to your program. So you want to, you're going to be changing it up. So we have our patients change their supplements monthly. So, um, but, uh, there are a lot of people go, Dr. Keneally, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? So many people ask me and I go, you know what? They all work and they all have magic and we got to use them as, as much as possible. But we are going to scientifically see what works on each person. Right. Chapter seven, get moving to get well. So what's the essence of that chapter? Oh, my goodness. In 33 years of practicing medicine, the most difficult thing I have with patients is to get themselves to move. Yes. Motion is medicine. Motion is medicine. And today it's even worse. So people, I, I tell people, you must exercise, figure out some way how to design a program that works for you. I tell people, if you work on a computer every day, you must get up every hour on the hour and move five minutes. And so every hour now, so if you do that for eight hours, that's 40 minutes of activity already. You have to make a commitment. A lot of people tell me I don't like exercise. I said, look, you know, there's one thing you have to learn how to fall in love with, and that's exercise. You have 800 muscles that need to be moved and mobilized. And exercise oxygenates, detoxifies, increases your immune system, increases your endorphins, makes your muscles help better. I mean, there, it is so beautiful that it's a drug in and of itself. So people uh, have got to get off their computers, get off their phones, get off all their thing. And at work, like at work, we have a paging system. I don't page. I go talk to the people. I go do, I go, I go move every time, every chance, just like washing dishes. I always go, oh, I'm doing so much more exercise because I'm washing dishes, washing clothes, doing everything. So I don't look at it as like negative i look at it as like my body is in perpetual motion which it is and that's what i try to do and you can do the same thing but you we've got to we have to exercise and i don't like using that word i just tell people embrace movement and make it a part of every day every hour of your life Sitting is the new smoking. And so I think the big thing here is get out of the house. Because if you're in the house, if you're in your office, you tend to sit. You know, those couches look so inviting. Yeah. Just get out, you know, go for a walk, eat your lunch outside. What I've started doing is I've started working outside. I've actually yes. a little covered area. So I'm still getting the fresh air. I'm breathing in nature, but I'm working outside. So at least for me, I've found just getting out of the house and getting out of the office makes a big difference. That's right. We have to do it. Sunlight is medicine too. All right. Chapter eight, reduce stress and reclaim your life. Yes. We know stress is a problem, Dr. C. So how do we reduce it? Well, uh, you're right. Every single person has stress every day, all the time. And there's ongoing stress. And then there's traumatic events that happen, whether it's with a parent, a child, a friend, uh, there's all always going to be stress. And unfortunately, when we were all growing up and, and learning how to handle life, no one taught us how to handle stress, I'll be honest. So yes, some of us have very calm dispositions in handling stress, but we, learn, we need to learn how to do it. So one of the best things you can do is realize there's always going to be stress. 
I was listening to someone's YouTube the other day and he's like, life is hard. That's just life. And he's kind of right. <laughs> it's like life is tough and hard. It's not going to be easy. Are you going to have moments of relaxation and easiness? Yes. But what, what makes us magnificent human beings is challenges and stress. And otherwise we're never enlightened. If there's no problems, there's no solutions. So one of the things that, I personally, I started my emotional journey um, when I was, I tried to do it in medical school, but for some reason, I couldn't get an appointment with a psychologist, and so it didn't happen. So I, at 40 plus years of age, I decided I needed to go see a life coach. And the most life-changing thing I ever did in my life. I tell people we're under construction all the time. Because your job here is self-mastery, but self-mastery is always happening. And then, so I've learned all these tools to, to help myself because no one came into the world with a clean, perfect slate and without any problems. And now we know we inherit nine generations of the DNA emotion of the heart. So we are inheriting our families, our parents, 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 issues or good things. And so it's our job, though, to do some self-reflection. I always tell people we are really good about taking selfies, but know nothing of self. Mm. And so who are we? What are we doing here? What is our purpose in life? And no one really thinks about that. And, we, and if you have a purpose, then it takes stress away. And one of the things that helps me the most, now I, I do emotional work with every single patient. I don't personally do it. Of course, I do some of it in my, in my, in my visits with my patients. But I ha- we, do, we have people in the office that do special techniques. One of them is called Ebox. E-box is using your voice to reframe unfavorable emotional conflicts, and it works. And the beauty of it, it's very fast. It's very inexpensive, and it's very fast. But does it? having emotional conflicts does not mean you're bad. Having stress doesn't mean you're bad. We think stress is, like, bad. No, stress makes you strong. Stress makes you aware Stress makes you more compassionate and loving and humble. And so it's a teacher. And so do we all need to say we're working 100 hours a week? We probably should not be doing that. Okay. That is probably not healthy for you to work 100 hours a week. If you're a workaholic, you need to probably, that's something you need to work on. But one of the things that's helped me and of all the things that I've learned is the first thing I do before I wake up is I immediately think how grateful I am. Mm. And I always have a list of all the things that I am thankful for. And I live every day like that. Every day of my life is how many things I'm thankful. So all the things that are not so good, they disappear way down the list because you have so many things. If anyone laid in bed for 15 minutes and thought of all the things they're thankful for, they would be, all their cells are going to be happy. 
Now, one other thing that people can do is meditate. Even a minute a day, they say, is beneficial. Online, there's so many meditation uh, YouTubes. I don't care. Start with one of them. Mm -hmm. Rotate them on a regular basis. Sit in your car at lunchtime for five minutes. Get quiet. Take 10 deep breaths down to your abdomen and out listening to meditation. It will completely change your entire nervous system. That is a fact. Because we're living under stress, we live under sympathetic nervous system. And so that's stress, acidity, body is in a very heightened, strict um, state, whereas in parasympathetic is like, oh, everything is beautiful. Vacation and mode. Yeah, vacation mode. And your, your heart rate is calm and your blood pressure is good. And your stomach and digestive juices are beautifully working for you. So, but we can do that in our day. I teach a technique to my patients how to relax myself, which we will do later on. And another thing, I'll do a demo of it. Uh, it works amazing. I tell people if they do it five to 10 minutes, three times a day in a month, they will be a different person. Wow. So, so you can, but the first thing to do is think every day. Don't, don't call to the universe, God, or whatever your preference is when there's a crisis. No, be thankful for everything you have. If you get to drink water, be thankful for it. So true. If you get to sleep a bit in a bed, be thankful for it. If you get to drive to work, be thankful for it. If you get to wear shoes and clothes, be thankful for it. If you wake up and you can see yourself, be thankful for it. There is so much to be thankful for. And people, people don't think like that. They take, every, they take life for granted. Never take one moment for granted. Chapter nine, strengthen the immune system with sleep. So we know that immunotherapy is showing great promise for beating out cancer. So we know our immune system has it, what it takes to beat cancer. Now you're advocating that you got to strengthen immune system with sleep. Tell us why that's important. And then what does that mean? You know, how many hours do I need to sleep? When do I need to sleep? Right. Well, people need to honor their circadian rhythm of their body. And they, that normal person needs to sleep about eight to eight and a half hours. So they need to be going to bed about 10 o'clock, give or take 30 minutes, and waking up at six o'clock, give or take 30 minutes, because everyone's not the same. There is rarely a person who sleeps on four hours or two hours. I know one person who needs only two hours. He has Asperger's and mildly autistic, and he only needs two hours sleep. Now, that is like in a scientific category. He's a person who needs to be studied. But the average person needs eight to eight and a half hours. I tell people sleep is more important than exercise. So get the sleep. Over 50% of the population is not sleeping. And one of the biggest reasons people are not sleeping is they're on their computers, they're on their cell phone, they're on electronics, which are very, very, very bad for you, and they are disturbing their natural sleep. The other thing is people's melatonin is dropping because of the poor lights and our pineal gland with toxicity, fluoride, chloride, everything. So we're making less melatonin because of it. Part of that is aging also. Uh, but if you don't sleep, you will have a heart attack, you will get fat, you will have a dysfunctional immune system, you will be anxious and depressed, you will get cancer. You will, there isn't a problem you won't get if you don't sleep. 
they know this now. It's been studied and studied and studied. Are they studying it more? Yes, because people say the magic is the elixir of life is sleep. And so people need to create this beautiful sleep sanctuary and turn off all the electricity, preferably by turning off the electrical circuit in their circuit box, by installing a switch in their bedroom that turns off the electricity to their bedroom. And so that there's no electricity. Now there are ambient electromagnetic waves that come in through your walls and through your uh, windows. So you're getting all the extraneous EMFs from there. Uh, so there's other things you can do by buying canopies and, and different things that you can do to really protect yourself, which some people will really ill people need to do that. Probably electro, we haven't talked about this in, in one of the to toxins, but the electromagnetic fields is probably the single worst toxin to man today. You're not going to stop using your phone or your computer or like us doing this particular session right now. But if you connect with nature, like you were talking about earlier, it's one of the most powerful ways to balance your electrical system in your body. Laying on the ground, walking barefoot on the beach, taking hikes in lots of nature, being around lots of vegetation. That's probably the single greatest thing that we can all do every day. At nighttime, when it's repair, rejuvenate, and, and uh, recuperate, we need to be sleeping in this beautiful area. Drink water right before bed so that your body is properly hydrated before bed. Take some melatonin if you need to. There are very, very good natural sleep aids like 5-HTP and theanine and um, uh, uh, valerian that can help people sleep. If you take sleeping pills, you increase your risk of dying by 30%. So don't take sleeping pills. Get off sleeping pills, all medications. Well, sleep medicines decrease your resp respiration at night, therefore making you low oxygen. So that's how it increases your risk of disease. So people should not be taking sleeping pills. I know they're given out all the time, but it should not be. And I don't have patients on sleeping pills. Uh, they're also, CBD is also another helpful substance to help with sleep. But sleep is where the magic takes place. People talk about modified fasting. Your modified fasting should be nighttime. So your, your day is when you have, the, during the day is when you have a metabolism. At night, you don't have a metabolism and you want your organs and cells to go and repair. So you shouldn't have food on your body before you go to bed. Now, I know people relish the time that they have dinner, but do it in a very simple way with soups or a salad uh, with proper hydration. And uh, that's what you should be doing. So my saying is you eat like a king for breakfast, a queen for lunch and a pauper for dinner. And everyone has this modified fasting thing, all the opposite. It's They have it all that you fast until 11 or 12. But no, you honor circadian rhythm. You honor nature. I tell people, I learned all these rules. I learned all these laws. I'm just a messenger of learning them. And I know that this works because, you know, I said after 33 years and all these patients, it's amazing what you learn how to, when you teach patient the the reply you get back when you see them, you see the results. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so people, people need to honor their sleep time. 
Now, the last section, it's, the, it's part three, and it's the Cancer Revolution Plan for Health and Wellness. And you've done an amazing job with putting together the support system, creating an anti-cancer lifestyle, the 14-day wellness plan, seven-day juicing program, living a cancer-free life. And of course, you've got a ton of great recipes. I again, want to mention, if you're listening to this Masterbook series, please note that the boot camp, Dr. C's boot camp, has the meal plan included, and it does have in it breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it follows her recommended program along with the circadian rhythm as well as, of course, her recipes. So, Dr. C, as we wrap up this book masterclass in that last section, you talk about creating a 14-day anti-cancer wellness plan. Talk a little bit about that. What are the core components of that, and how can someone do that on their own? Well, they can clearly do it. First of all, the book and they also get that complimentary. We send that out complimentary to anyone who wants it, okay? So it's how to start your day with the green juice or is it lemon water? There's all, I have all different options. We have different options for different liquids to, 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 that you imbibe. And then a perfect breakfast that is enriched with all the nutrient you need, the, the lunch and the dinner. Now we talk about the keto ketogenic diet in our eating plan, which is basically high fat, moderate protein and, and veggies as your carbohydrates. But that's not all we talk about. Okay. Now I will tell you that most patients are pre-diabetic or diabetic. So a ketogenic eating program is the way to go, which is eating good fats, which are olive oil, coconut oil, uh, grapeseed oil, avocados, and nuts, and nutso, and macadamia nuts, all of those kinds of oils. That is your fuel, all right? Then you eat protein. It can be from protein sources, like I use vegetarian protein, and then I have people who need meat or chicken or fish or lamb. And then I have the carbohydrates, the carbohydrates that make beautiful salads. So that's like, so it's going to be a broccoli dish or a cauliflower dish or a Brussels sprout dish or all different kinds of things. So it's going to give you creative ideas because a lot of people, let's face it, they're not cooks. They're not, you know, they're not into all this. So these are easy to do, very easy to do recipes that aren't complicated. Now I will tell people that there is a resource to get ketogenic meals to begin with delivered to their house if that's what they have to do to jumpstart their system some people need all the help they can get rena so there are resources right there that you can get ketogenic food delivered to your to your um house uh, and now they have all kinds of places now that deliver healthy foods uh, without any problem so i tell people it's too overwhelming you should you know, strategize a visit with a nutritionist who can really walk you through all the, 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 the science of food so you understand it, but also give you easy jumpstart methodologies to um, eat well. I tell people, like, for example, a breakfast can be eggs and avocado and a sliced tomato. Okay, that is not complicated. That's not difficult. That's not, it's easy. It's affordable. Okay, and then for lunch, they can have, for example, a chicken breast, two lamb chops, uh, a, a spinach, and they could have five strawberries. All right. So these are not complicated and we don't want to make it complicated. As you learn, things can become a little bit more sophisticated, but this doesn't have to be. But again, 
your your life is you're going to get what you put in. If there's there's no fruits without roots, so you've got to get your you've got to get the basics down of what healthy living takes and what's involved. But I don't think it's complicated. I do it every day, and I've had seven kids, and I've learned how to streamline life because I've had to, and I you know have a bunch of employees and I work every day, but I have health so I can do all these things. So health must be at the foundation of everything in your entire life. Dr. C, I want to thank you so much for, of course, writing this book. For those of you who are interested in buying the book, you'll see a link at the bottom. Feel free to go ahead and click and purchase it. It'll take you to uh, Amazon. And of course, if you want to try out the program, there should be another link. Or you can go to healthbootcamps.com and look for Beat Cancer Bootcamp. It's a 14-day boot camp that I think everybody needs to take in order to prevent cancer or, of course, heal um, while you're working with your doctors on your cancer treatment itself. Dr. C., thank you so much again. I really appreciate you. You're welcome, Rena. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.